Hey guys, we are Bad Moms in Business. I'm Bridget Robertson. I'm Amanda Sharp. And I'm Danielle Monahan. Today, we are talking about one of those topics that is off limits at dinner parties. (laughs) And it's not politics. So what does that mean? Religion. Religion. (laughs) You're not supposed to talk about it at the dinner table, but we're going to talk about it here. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So don't maybe, maybe don't play this episode while you're eating dinner. Um, Or do. Or do. Whatever. It depends on how angry you want to make the people that are at your dinner table, I suppose. <laughs> Absolutely. And if this is a topic that you might be sensitive to, maybe, mm. maybe Great point. this week. Yep. Great you know, topic. so that, cause we, we certainly don't want to offend anyone, but I think it's a wonderful topic that we all kind of threw out there and we all said, Ooh, we have some different views on this. And I think the beauty of us is we all can have different views and we don't argue about them. We well, really accept everyone's most, approach. Most. Yeah, and I think too. We, food. <laughs> <laughs> there are certain certain topics that, yeah. that go a little awry for us. Yeah, yeah, not religion. But I do think too that because we span the scope here, mm-hmm. that it would pot- potentially not upset anyone because someone here is going to align with your beliefs, probably. That's so. more, than, more than likely. At least you're going to fit in one of our lanes more closely mm-hmm. than probably the others because there's three different opinions for sure. Yep. So why don't we just dive into it? Um, does that, does that work? Okay. Totally does. Rip it off the bandaid. All right. I almost said that. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know, I guess we didn't really talk about how to, how to, to start. So why don't we all just, we can start with whether or not we grew up in the church and how that, has led to the way we parent. Okay. I, I like that. So Bridget, you go. You're <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> that be being bad. Be the bad. All right. So for me, um, I don't remember at what age we started attending. Church. Um, I think we were on and off almost my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, but when my parents were still married, we attended a Lutheran church because that's how my dad grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when my parents got divorced, my mom took us back to the Catholic church because that's how she grew mm-hmm. up. And so I have kind of a different background because of those two religions they're they're similar in ways different in other ways and we won't even get into that the different types Um, yeah for sure right um but yeah so I think by the time I was in high school I think we really weren't seriously attending we went here and there and then in my 20s I strayed and I came back in my late twenties, I would say. So that's, that's my little like last week then, because you're so young. That's right. (laughs) Thank you. And and you guys go very regularly, correct? Say that again. I'm so sorry. You guys go very regularly, correct now. Yeah. Oh yes. 
That's what yes. I thought. We are every week. We mm-hmm. serve two to three times a month um, with pro- usually about one month, one weekend a month off, but we still go to service. Um, we have, we host a small group in our home for young mm-hmm. adults. Um, my kids are very involved. So yes, we're super, super involved now. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, as far as myself, I was very similar to you, Bridget. I grew up in a non-denominational church, but we, we kind of came and gone and came and gone and came and went. And it, you know, it had a lot to do with, there was four kids and, the ages kind of were span out. So I think like you got into a groove of going and then like my mom would have a kid and we would stop going for a little bit. Or if a kid got sick, cause it's really easy as anything is to, you can be in a very good structure of doing it. And then just a couple weeks of bad luck or just inconveniences cause it to then you stray off that path, like exercising or whatever. So it's mm-hmm. so hard. Like mm-hmm. once you're on that ritual, it's it's so easy to break once you break it and it's so much harder to get back on it. So I think, you know, I definitely grew up with it as a foundation and my mom spoke of it often, even at home. Hmm. So even though we weren't necessarily in the four walls of a church, there was still a lot of conversation and not like the like biblical conversation, just like a lot of references to God and stuff like that. So it was kind of always just out there, but not necessarily like the words within the Bible. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Danielle, how about you? Um, so I was raised Christian. Um, my mom, when she grew up, they did not go to church, um, at least very regularly, I don't think. Um, and that was kind of how she raised me. I We didn't go to church or anything like that. We didn't pray before meals or anything. I did usually pray before bed. We like kind of like Amanda, we often talked about God, mm-hmm. not in like the biblical sense, but we often like had conversations about things like that. Um, but yeah, never went to church regularly, to be honest. I think I've gone like maybe, and this is a stretch, like 10 times my whole life, maybe. Um, not alone. Most of those were with um, my best friend growing up, Jamie, um, and she was Pentecostal. We would go to her church occasionally, um, and then I've gone to some non-denominational um, here and there. But yeah, that's really it. Yeah, not, not a whole lot of church going. And I think too, I'm going to try and say this in a way that's not offensive. Here we go. <laughs> I, I know it's so hard. I'm like, okay, what's how do oh, we get to the next like? I I think that, for example, the Pentecostal church um, can be intimidating. We'll use that word. Perfect word. Yeah. Perfect word. For a non-church goer. Yes. A Pentecostal church was very intimidating. That is, yes, the perfect word. That is probably why I only went a handful of times. Sorry, Jamie. It was a bit abrasive for me because correct me if I'm wrong, the Pentecostal church belief, and I, I may be using, I, I don't want to mince words. I, I, I may be using the wrong term, but they believe that the Holy spirit comes upon them and allows them to speak in tongues. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of that happening in the background. Mm-hmm. And for someone who has never been to church or maybe went to a church where that wasn't happening, that could, scary, especially for a child. 
I was. I will just say it. I'm a very spiritual person. And if I heard Mm -hmm. someone start talking in tongues, it would intimidate me. I mean, and that's not to be offensive to anyone. It's just, it's, it's an experience and it's one that you don't often see. So it's, it's nothing to be critical or anything like that. It's just like you said, for a non-church going young adult, that could be very overwhelming and Mm -hmm. a lot to digest. Definitely. It was, I feel like maybe something that a conversation should have been had prior to me going (laughs) because I I didn't know about that at all. Something so natural that they never even thought how maybe to somebody who was coming from the outside in that it would be Mm -hmm. maybe that experience for them. So I think that's a really, really good thing, especially if parents are taking other children to church with them and they Mm -hmm. might not be church going children. It's to give them a little preparation of what the experience is like ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And definitely I would think would make the experience a little bit better. And I don't know if random people are just taking random kids to church anymore. Like I think going (laughs) to church with friends was a thing when we were growing up. It was. And I guess I don't know if that's really a thing anymore. I don't know. I, well, I also don't have a kid that age. So sure. Sure. <laughs> True. We, um, we have very seldomly, do we have kids that don't belong to the Future. family that they're with come to church? Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, I, I don't know. I think we're just growing up in different. Yeah. In different yeah. Times. And I, I feel like, and maybe Danielle, I think you experienced this more than Bridget and I. So you're the person who to speak of this, I think. And I'm assuming here, a lot of it might've been like, if you spent the night at somebody's house on a Saturday yes. night mm-hmm. and you would just go to church with them the next morning, because that just was part of the routine. And you just became in tow because that was where you were going to be left behind. So yep. that was the case with you. Okay. That makes sense. So I think yeah, it wasn't like uh, we woke up Sunday morning and and they asked me to go and they came and picked me up. It was definitely a spending the night situation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because we have neighbors next door and they, we like to do sleepover randomly and mm-hmm. it'll be a Saturday night. And I'm like, you don't want to spend the night with me on Saturday because we get <laughs> up and we're at church by 8 a.m. And wow. not that I wouldn't take them, but it's a long day. It's a long um, day for you. And you're an adult who is making the conscious decision to do it. So I look, but you're preparing them. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we um, now, so our experience now, and I think, I think that we'll all have uh, something to talk about on this topic too. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is dependent on your spouse. Ooh, right. Great point. Yes. Yes. So I was raised in a Catholic slash Lutheran household. My husband was raised in a Baptist household Mm. and notoriously like those don't, those don't mix. This is where my confusion comes in. I don't get anything about Lutheran and Baptist. And I think so Catholicism is probably the one that I understand the most because I feel like that one is, and totally correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like that one's so different from some of the other ones, but yeah. I just feel like that one I I, I grasp a little bit better than the differences well, in the others. Yeah, And I think too, Catholicism is probably the most mainstream. Yes. one That's fair. Outside, out, outside of a non-denominational mm-hmm. Bible-based church, which is where we are now. Um, our church is not denominated. <laughs> that makes Except sense. Except by the Robertsons. 
They dominate. <laughs> we are strictly Bible-based, mm-hmm. not traditional. But yeah, I think when you hear, uh, especially celebrities, I feel like talking about their faith, a lot of them are Catholic. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Um, it also, I think, might be um, locationally where we live, too. I absolutely. feel like we have a lot of Catholic churches in the yep. southeast Michigan area where maybe other areas. Well, and I think like that. I didn't know that there was a Bible Belt of the United States. <laughs> but there is like a Bible Belt. And that's a probably a lot of like um, Southern Baptist type churches, you know, mm-hmm. along that that area. So I think it is absolutely based on location. Even country-wise. And I'm pretty sure Bridget froze. Yes, we have lost Bridget, so we shall carry on until she makes a return. (laughs) But we have a cane behind you. Yes, my dog, if anybody is actually watching the video, my dog, this is Kane. He's a retired racing greyhound. Yes, he is in a diaper. And (laughs) long story, we don't need to get into it today. (laughs) That maybe will be another episode. And exactly. We, we can talk all about our pets. <laughs> you do a whole pets episode. <laughs> um, but I think I think religion is, and I don't want to get into the kid part until Bridget actually comes back yep. in because I think that that's some meat and bones of what this particular episode was about. But I think it is so interesting. But I would like to talk about the spouse part why she's yeah. because I think that's such a valid point. And I'll start if that's okay. So when we I grew up non-denominational. Marcus grew up Lutheran. Mm-hmm. And when we had Owen, Marcus felt it was very important that we we combine yeah. combine into a lane to go into. So that way gotcha. we, we could, you know, raise him under the same type of, you know, um, whether it be non-denominational, Catholic, whatever. But with it being Marcus was... Lutheran and I was non-denominational. I felt like it was easier for me to go to Lutheran than for him to go non-denominational. And to me, I mean, and someone probably will argue with me about this potentially, and I don't mean it to come out this way, but to me, like, as long as there's a worshiping of the Lord and the, the main pieces are there, like I was okay with it. It wasn't like he asked sure. it against my will. I was like, no, it, it's fine. I mean, the, the meaning behind it is very similar and very close. It's just different, a little bit different. So mm-hmm. I had to go through like the whole process of getting confirmed. I had to take the classes oh. and I did that as an adult. So Owen and I were actually baptized the very same day. Well, that's lovely. Isn't that sweet? And so I had to, it was a lot of hard work. (laughs) So I guess, like I said, I know nothing about like the different nuances, but I did not realize that that was like a whole thing. In the Lutheran religion, at least it is. So because you you get confirmed as you get older because they baptize babies and in some other religions, Mm. you don't get baptized until you're old enough to, and I'm going to be butchering a lot of the processes. I'm sorry, but the gist of it is you get baptized when you're old enough to understand the meaning of it. But in like Lutheran and Catholic, they, they will baptize babies. And then when other religions are getting like baptized, that's when like say Lutheran and Catholic get confirmed. So gotcha. that's when kids can say, okay, I, I want to go down this path, that type of stuff. So Owen and I were able to do it, but in order to get confirmed and stuff, you actually have to do courses and, or not courses, uh-huh. but classes and, and just kind of learn about it. So that way you're making the right decision because getting confirmed and getting baptized is not taken lightly. 
That is a similar thing from my understanding for Jewish. Oh, you know, I know very little about the Jewish religion. I really, it's something I so badly need to learn about because every time I think about it, I'm like, that's so fascinating. So you've just encouraged me to learn more about the Jewish religion. So if we have any listeners, Ooh, Ooh, Bridget, are you Jewish? No. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, did you, are you Jewish all of a sudden? (laughs) What a weird turn of events that would be. If I was like, (laughs) I know. Is that where she went? Like, and she came back? (laughs) Like, what? What just happened? <laughs> I got that mitzvah real quick. And here we are. There you are. Uh, there you are. No, I have a very dear friend who is Jewish, oh. uh, Rachel. And we have had so many kinds oh. late into the night, like in the middle of the pandemic. I think we were both really clinging to our faith for a while. Of course. I don't mean for a while, but like but there was a moment in time yep. that, that we were like really, and we would stay up until... 1am on FaceTime, like talking about our different beliefs and how, you know, because the old Testament of the Bible is based on the Jewish faith. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, at a certain point, that's where theirs stops. Christians continue to, to move on into Jesus. Um, and so we had a ton of conversations. So Rachel would be actually someone that I would love to have come on. I would love oh, that. That would be She's- interesting. She's fabulous. She would be wonderful. I, I would love to just hear because I love theology. I love religion. Mm-hmm. I I respect all peaceful religions. I mean, I'm very passionate because I just know how much it does for my heart and my soul. And yeah. so everyone else has that too. So anytime I can learn about them, I'm just fi- darn fascinated by it. So that would be so fun to have her on. Yeah, I will. Um, I will talk to her because I, I think she would love to come on. And, um, it, it is fascinating. I, I really enjoy our conversations. So Danielle, I'm so glad you brought that up, that comment, yeah. because that's led into all of this superstar. You are superstar. Hey. Um, but yeah, so, so we still are Lutheran Owens, Lutheran Marcus is Lutheran. Um, and that's, that's kind of how we became to be Lutheran as a family. Nice. And now what is your, what is your, um, church going habits look Mm. like? I know what they are, but for the, for those that are listening. Well, I'll be honest. They leave a lot to be desired. (laughs) I mean, we're real and raw on this and that's it. I have to say pastor Stephen Heimer, when we were in El Paso, when we were in the military, there was Zion Lutheran church down there. And that was our home away from home our home Mm. away from church home. And they were fabulous. I mean, he, what a heart he has. He goes into Juarez, Mexico. I swear like every single day, I shouldn't swear on this like particular episode. That's so tacky, but he just like absolute heart of gold. I mean, man of God, just amazing. And we, we went as much as we could while we were down there, but you know, when own was little, Marcus was gone a lot. Sometimes it just was really, really hard and that's no excuse, but it is what it is. And um, since we've been home, <laughs> I have an amazing pastor, <laughs> Pastor Woody. He's amazing. He's who baptized me. And it's just so hard to commit. And God, forgive me. <laughs> but it's so hard to get there sometimes. Like, you know, like, it's just hard to get there. So luckily, what the pandemic has done for me is it's made almost every church go mobile. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I, they have YouTube channels of their services and the recordings are on Facebook Live. I mean, and it's really allowed me to go right into the church in my own home. So like, I remember like it used to be, they would do recordings and stuff for the shut-ins, like the people who weren't well enough to like come into church when I was younger. And now it just became the norm that that's just normal. So since we were able to have those recordings, I, I love taking listens to those anytime I need it. And it's at the fingertips at my schedule. Um, and that's, what's really, really nice. So I'm embarrassed to say I don't go often. Yeah. Well, I I don't, I didn't bring it up to, to embarrass you. I just think that there's people that are in that right there with you. Agreed. Agreed. And you know, what's really great is when I see my pastor though, even though I haven't necessarily been to a service in a long time, (laughs) he, he welcomes me with open arms. You know, I don't have to dodge my pastor. Right. I can still have a wonderful conversation and know that I'm still in his prayers. So that's a good pastor. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then for, for us, and I, I apologize my connection cut out. So Danielle, did you talk about where you guys are or aren't or? No, um, we are pretty much doing the same thing of how I grew up. It's kind of how Brandon grew up. He went to church a little bit more than I did growing up. They went on and off um, throughout his childhood. And then um, he was also a part of Young Life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did I say that? I think that's it, right? I, I believe so. Um, so I'm he was sure all of- churches have different terms for what it that's, is. Yeah, that's fair. So he was a part of some sort of youth, yeah, youth club um, through a church when he was in high school and stuff like that, and then has just kind of fallen off. And so Mm -hmm. me and him are very similar um, spiritually wise. So we just are are just kind of doing our own thing. We are raising Watson to know of God, but not necessarily go to church. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, you're not alone. Yeah. (laughs) For oh, sure. Gosh, no. no, I think we represent just so much of the population, like within this episode and within our, the three of us that yes, good. I'm glad we're talking about it. Me too. Yeah, me too. Me too. So Bridget, what about, cause you're the one who brought up the spouse. Um, and I touched on that a little bit while you were often hopping back on. So do you think that you would have the, diligence that you have in your church going if Chris wasn't supportive of that? Well, it's funny um, because Chris, like I said, grew Baptist. I grew up in a different denomination. Mm-hmm. When we got married, we were married in the Baptist church, but we weren't mm-hmm. attending back church. We got married there because that's what his family wanted and mm-hmm. they were paying for it. And so that's what we did, <laughs> quite <laughs> honestly. Well, no. um, but we, we attended that church maybe three times to make everyone happy. Okay. Um, And the pastor was great, but I didn't grow up Baptist. And so it was different for me. You know, Baptist churches are a lot like brimstone and fire a lot of the time, Hmm. Um, which isn't, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Hell is real. I think that you should learn about that. Um, Anyway, when, when we got married, my mom started going to a non-denominational church. And so we had gone with her a, a handful of times there as well. And it wasn't until a friend of mine invited me to her church, like over and over and over again. And then I finally went, um, Chris and I were going to 
church together, but he used to work in a job where he only had one mm. weekend off a month. Yep. And so I was the only one take going to church. I mean, he would go the Sundays off, but it was me. Um, and I was fairly diligent about going every weekend to that church at the time. Um, and then asked to join, uh, uh, to start serving in a specific area. So that meant, meant that I had to serve more and had to be there more. And then we opened our own church two years ago, uh, the River Bible Church, if you're in Michigan, <laughs> the Downriver area and you want to go. Um, and so Chris is now working a job that allows him to be off at nights and on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And with that, oh, wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that job change came the availability for him to be able to serve and go to church. So as much as I would like to give him credit, it's me. <laughs> okay, but I will so say. we just have to mention Chris every episode. So right. yeah, no, right. there you go. Um, <laughs> But you know, it's, it's when a, when a spouse is supportive or at least doesn't get in the way, because I think there are a lot of people who are married who one is a church goer and one is not. Oh yeah. I I still think you can make it work, but I think there's a lot of conversations, especially when children come along. Yes. You know, are the children going to, because maybe there's a husband who doesn't even believe in God. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a different story than somebody who just is like, I don't want to go to church. You know, yep. there's a lot of different levels of conversation that has to go on in within a couple. It's, well, and that's, uh, I think that's why the Bible says you be equally yoked, right? You're not supposed to, to enter into marriage with someone, a Christian, like a, a true born again Christian should not be entering into a marriage with someone who's an atheist, for example. Like mm-hmm. it's just, well, and I think it's you would never agree. going to. I, I think you agree, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, that most people figure that out, like, when they're already married for, like, two years, and they're like, oh, so that's what that meant. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not saying that those the, those relationships are doomed for divorce. Oh, no, Absolutely not. That's not what course, I meant. Of course. But it makes things a whole lot easier when you're on the mm-hmm. same level and when kids do come into play. So you're not saying... Well, I really want my child to be raised mm-hmm. in church. Well, I don't believe in God. I don't want them to. I mean, that causes so many problems in a marriage. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why the Bible says be equally yoked. You know, it says it more nicely than it, that. It's but, so much more uh, eloquent, you know, when you read it. <laughs> well, yeah. and I have to say, let's talk about Bibles for a second, if, mm-hmm. if that's okay. Because I feel like a lot of people um, don't read the Bible because they don't have the right Bible. And I don't mm. think a lot of people understand how many different versions of the same Bible are out there. It's it's just translated different in a way that you can comprehend it, digest it. Some are study Bibles that have, you know, the scripture on the top half of the page and a breakdown of what those meanings are on the bottom. Like, so if you're really struggling to read through the Bible because you may have maybe an older version or like a King James version. Oh gosh. Yeah. That is so hard to read where if you get more of like a, what is it? The NIV, like new international. Version yeah. So something I was actually going to, I was actually going to suggest if you're someone who wants to reading the Bible and you're, you don't even know where to start. They have children's Bibles that it's the same yes. exact thing. I think yes. the, I think it's N. Oh gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Maybe Alice can look it up. It's either N L I V or N T. 
I'm not sure. Um, but there is a children's Bible that is super, I shouldn't say super easy to understand because the Bible is a difficult text regardless. It was written in a different time. But I would suggest starting there and then you graduate. So you start there, you graduate to NIV. From NIV, you graduate to, um, I don't know, there's a bunch of different translations. ESV, New King James, mm-hmm. uh, which has no none of the thous and, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, NASB, I mean, there's a ton. I have multiple translations. Absolutely. So don't give up. Like, look for the proper yeah. Bible for where you are in your journey mm-hmm. because that's that's important. If you have a heart to learn more and you can't even learn it because you can't even understand what you're reading, that's difficult. And I love like sometimes it's funny because this is just what Amanda does. But if I'm ever having like a really, really bad day, bad week, bad moment, whatever, like sometimes I'll just get out my Bible and flip. Like I'll do like Hmm. the fan thing and it'll open up and I'll put my finger on a particular verse. And wouldn't you know it that that usually that verse is exactly what I needed. And whether it be that the Bible's just full of verses that you need <laughs> or <laughs> or that was the one that my heart really needed to hear that day at that moment in time, but regardless, I, that's one of my favorite things to do hmm. is is do the little like, you know, fan and boom and and there's my little side of encouragement for the day, which is really fun. And the Jesus words are red and I love reading those. Mm-hmm. I love me some Jesus. <laughs> I do own a Bible. It's not, it's not here, of course, because I wouldn't be right. I would be with the rest of my books. I don't know. Um, I actually have it in like a wooden case. Anyways, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I have a precious moments Bible that my dad or my grandma on my dad's side got for me for, I can't remember if it was like my birthday or Christmas or something. That was like six or seven. I may have been younger than that. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I, does anybody else do this? this? Is so weird. I keep obituaries in there and like money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I have some of my most precious like photos of Owen in there. Mm, I love that. I have like my family tree in there. Oh, um, interesting. You don't have yeah, like a pressed flower in there. Like I have some pressed like, pressed flowers. Most precious things in there because that just seems like I try to keep my Bible safe. Mm-hmm. So that in my head makes me think that those treasures will be safe. So I'm right there yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Maybe not the obituary thing, but yeah. treasures. <laughs> in a, like all, all the obituaries, it's fine. <laughs> well, I think that's really interesting. So f- as far as like Owen goes, I don't force him to go to church. If, if, and when, well, I shouldn't say if, because when I go to church again and make it more part of my, my ritual as I should, because I do feel like a million dollars when I do it. I really mm-hmm. do. No different than when you exercise, you're like, you feel good after yes. Um, but if Owen says, I don't want to go, I'm not going to make him go. I'm, I'm not that type of mom. I'm not that, um, granted he's much older now, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a different, um, I don't want to say game cause that's the wrong thing, but there's a, a level of respect that I can have for if he doesn't feel like going or want to go at this time, that's okay because he's growing into a He's very close to an adult and I know he's four, mm-hmm. he's only 14 and a half, but he's also going on the way to 15. And I really feel like it, there's a fine line between shoving it down someone's throat and them being, you know, repelled by it 
And I just don't want to do that to him. So hopefully just through the example and like you and I discussed, like there was conversations about it growing up anyway. And so those conversations honestly stuck with me probably more than going to church. And I don't mean that to sound like church isn't important because it's so important. Oh, for sure. I feel like the, the daily conversations during real life were so important Mm -hmm. for me because there were real life lessons during those moments. I think something for me too, that was, um, hard growing up was I knew a lot of people growing up that went to church regularly, mm-hmm. either they were forced by their family or they just made that decision to go, but then we're like, not the best people, which oh. is a terrible thing to say, but you know what I'm saying? Like they weren't making great choices, yeah. especially as, yeah. And yeah. I was just like, man, this seems so backwards to me that, you're telling me that I need, you know, cause I would, from some of my friends, I would literally get grief about not going to church. Yep. And then it's like, but I'm still making better choices. Absolutely. Like I, I feel like church is a great checks and balances. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good piece of the pie. It's a good thing to, to do. I, there's nothing wrong with doing it, but it certainly isn't the only ticket if you're yes. a believer in heaven to get into heaven. In my humble opinion, I feel like our, our, actions mean so much more than emotion of going to sit in a pew on a Sunday. Yep. And that's not to downplay church, but I just, Oh, definitely much to the whole picture. And, and not that we're talking about praying, but I'll start talking about praying. I am like a prayer. Yes, you are. I am like constantly like on the phone with the Lord. (laughs) I just, and it's very informal, which might, freak a lot of people out, especially because I think Lutheran and Catholics are like, there's a, there's a, a way of prayer. There's a, mm-hmm. you can actually say the prayer. It's, yes. you know, it, it's part of the, the Sunday service. And, mm-hmm. and I love that. And that's a good prayer. But when I'm talking to the man upstairs, I'm like, listen, Lord, you have to calm this heart of mine. Listen. listen. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm talking to like you guys. And, but I feel like, like, that's such an intimate relationship, in my opinion, to be able to have. I'm like, I don't need to come to him all formal. Like, when I'm coming to him, he knows my heart. Like, he <laughs> built it. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> so it's it's fun. And I think, like, sometimes if you don't even know where to start to pray, like, that is – say that very thing during a prayer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all it takes, you know, for people to feel calmed and – and just soothe a little bit. Bridget, while you were gone, we were talking about <laughs> – got off – Mana got off on a tangent. But – oh, did she freeze again? Oh, she's frozen. <laughs> oh, there okay, she's back. She's back. She's back. <laughs> I'm back. The Lord is like, I'm going to really test her during this <laughs> oh, one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Testing Bridget. <laughs> and see if she loses it during the religious episode. <laughs> Poor Bridget. <laughs> this oh is, man! Oh, but you know this is fun. This is a mess. It's okay, Bridget. It's okay. But what we were we were talking about that you know just the um, routine and the ritual of going to church on Sunday isn't what makes a person a good person. You know where it's it's the person, the heart of the person, the actions of the person. Because Danielle had said that there were a lot of people who maybe gave her grief about not going to church. Mm-hmm. But 
they went to church, but they weren't necessarily doing good things, Mm-mm. you know, Monday through Saturday. Right. And nothing's worse than even on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They weren't even out of the church doors. Right. They right. were. Yeah, there's plenty of people like that. But there's that can be very discouraging. Yeah. To, you know, hear from somebody. <laughs> She's going to be so mad. <laughs> How do we wrap this episode up before we lose Bridget for good? Which we might have already. I'm not sure. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Well, I think um, I just love that we're having a conversation. We can have such differing views or approaches as a married couple, but also as a parent and as a mother. And look, we're we're laughing and having a good time during this conversation. Exactly. It's nothing has to be so serious. No, And, and I think. We all are very fascinated by religion, even if we're in 100%. religion, you know. And so I think if everyone can have that open heart for curiosity, the world mm-hmm. is such a better place. So even though religion can maybe be taboo at the dinner table, it should not be taboo here on Bad Moms in Business. That's right. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> so love it. Maybe our B should be be open-minded. Oh, that's a great one. I'm writing that is down. Is that good? Um, just be open-minded to other people's you know, religious open-minded. Be open-minded. I love it. Is Bridget coming back now? I'm not seeing her. Um, but you know, that's okay. That's okay. She she got most of what she needs. Yes. Here, she, here she goes. Oh, okay. She's coming back. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> this is real life, y'all. We this say that all the time. Life. This is real life. She's just joining. <laughs> oh, I hope she can pop on at least to say goodbye really quick. Yes. <laughs> she has a name. She has no face, though. <laughs> Bridget, please be there. Please be there. Okay. I guess maybe not. So <laughs> I guess we'll wrap this up. Be open-minded. Um, be open-minded. I, If you have any questions, I know Bridget is very open to yes. – discussing that type of um, conversation or her beliefs or her church schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I am as well. And Danielle, I'm, I'm sure Absolutely. you're very open-minded too. And if we have any Jewish friends out there who want to oh, just kind of send us some nuggets or good reading material, maybe that or would be really so any fun. type of religion. I mean, there's True, so, yeah. oh my gosh, there's so many there's different so religions many. out there. We want to know what your religions are, <laughs> what you believe. Bridget's back. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> we are just saying bye. So I'm glad you're back. But we were saying if anyone out there has different religions than us, that maybe there's great reading material or mm-hmm. a podcast about it or something like that yes. to share it with us and our viewers. Because I mean, I don't know what I don't know. And I would love mm-hmm. to be able to know more about other people's religion um, just be out of respect, one, but two, out of curiosity. I think it's fun. So yeah. our, our B for the day, Bridget, was be open-minded. Oh, I love it. I love it. Good one. I so love I- it. Any final thoughts from you before we say goodbye, Bridget? (laughs) I really needed the Holy Spirit to like come upon my internet router. (laughs) um, Well, I I caught one little piece that I just wanted to touch on, which was um, something about people who are going to church every Sunday, but aren't looking like Christians the rest of the week. Yep. And I think that those are the people that give us a bad name, which Mm -hmm. is unfortunate. Yep. But I would also say 
that I don't believe people that behave that way are truly saved or truly Christians. Mm -hmm. Um, because we're supposed to love above all else. Yep. Yep. Um, and so I, I hope that if you have ever been hurt by someone in the church, know that a, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and B that I just hope that you would give it another chance, maybe find a different church, ask a friend where they go and try again. And I really feel firmly religion can meet you where you're at. Oh my gosh. Yes. So if you don't have a church around you or you're too intimidated to take those first steps into a church, just start small and start where you're at with so many things in life. That's the approach um, and, and try it out. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Danielle, any final, final thoughts from you? Uh, No, let us know what religion you are, what you believe in. um, If you resonate with any of us, any questions, Mm -hmm. anything like that. We're always around guys. So much fun. So much fun. So be open-minded and we will see you next week for another Bad Moms in Business podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.